at Jared. We know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stefan Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now that Mike Gillis go to the Patriots, are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. He's one of these faux-leading women. So I guess not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Anderson. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle Cat. That's kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And Ryan. There is absolutely no reason why O.J. Howard should be drafted before Cameron Brait. What is up, Skull King Nation? This is Greg Talcott coming at you from my car uh, to talk a little bit uh, this week about the AFC and NFC West. Uh, so I felt pretty bad yesterday not being able to get on, um, and of course, being the day that Jay Cutler is you know, back in the league, I was unable to talk about Cutler's corner, and of course, that's where I want to start today. Uh, I actually do think it's a pretty good signing uh, for the Dolphins, uh, when you just consider the fact that he does understand the system having played with Gase before. I mean, he's got as much... Uh, obviously, Cutler's a terrible quarterback. I don't think a whole heck of a lot about the guy, uh, as you may have heard in this broadcast. But, you know, what you're being at this point to run that team, you know, I think that's as good as the Dolphins can probably do. Uh, he is a guy who certainly isn't drafted in fantasy football, but, you know, occasionally you might be able to stick that guy into the lineup. He's going to have some decent weapons, obviously, there. Um, you know, a receiver. Um, you know, the running game is solid. The defense is, is solid. And so I think Miami, um, you know, ultimately is is not out of this thing. They're still a team that could probably contend uh, for a wild card spot. But Cutler's Corner will be back. We will have an eye on his performance uh, all throughout the year. And maybe he'll care a little bit more in Miami. Uh, but with that, let's go ahead and talk a little bit uh, about the AFC and NFC West. We'll be starting with the, uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, speaking of quarterback issues, and so in Denver, the question is, uh, you know, who's going to start, uh, Simeon or Lynch? And all accounts have uh, Trevor Simeon being the starter uh, this year, and that Lynch really hasn't done anything to take that job away from him. Uh, Lynch certainly appears to have more upside uh, and more flashes of brilliance that we've seen, but uh, he has not put that together in a way that's uh, consistent enough um, to, to take the job from Simeon. So while I think they both <laughs> see the field this season, Simeon's probably the safe play to start. Uh, maybe he's marginally better this year, but you know he is a, he is a spot starter at best. Uh, if you're in a pinch, neither one of these guys are, is going to be drafted, but they are guys that you could pick up. You got a quarterback on a bye week, you get an injury, and you end up streaming quarterbacks, whatever the situation may be. These guys could uh, be adequate uh, for you. 
ultimately with Denver, uh, the, the weapons that they have are at wide receiver, but those weapons are not what they would be uh, if you had a better offensive attack. And I, I am not one who's really high on Denver this year. I actually have them going about 8-8, eight eight, um, you know, this season. I know everybody loves their defense, and they got a strong defense, but that only gets you so far. Um, the Denver is really missing uh, out on a running game. Uh, they got C.J. Anderson uh, still back there as the lead back. And C.J. Anderson's terrible. I mean, he's just absolutely terrible. He's not a front-line running back. Maybe you get him late, late rounds for bench depth, but, you know, the guy is would have to have a substantial increase in production to barely crack a 1,000 yards, um, and, and I just don't necessarily see him doing that. Uh, Jamal Charles, obviously, is a shell of his former self. He's running around out there on Betty White's knees. Um, so even if he's, you know, healthy for how long, what can he produce? He is not, uh, you know, somebody legitimate to necessarily draft unless you're taking an absolute flyer uh, because you're really deep at running back. Um, so I think that, that that lack of consistency in the running game ultimately has a real negative impact on the passing game. And it weighs down on the potential of a Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders to really get downfield and produce more yardage-wise. So your, your yards, uh, you know, per completion, uh, per reception rather, um, are down, I think, as a result of the defense not being able to stretch because you don't really have to worry about playing the run. And so that certainly isn't going to help Simeon or Lynch anytime soon. So from a quarterback standpoint, I think these guys combine, whether it's you know Lynch and Simeon or whatever combination they're in, uh, you know, of, of probably 25 touchdowns at best, and I think that might be a stretch. Um, you know, yardage-wise, I think uh, you know Sanders and Thomas can both crack a thousand, both you know somewhere in that 80 reception uh, range. You know, maybe a little bit more. Uh, but I will look at them putting up, you know, you know, 1,314-yard seasons. I also don't see them uh, putting up double-digit touchdowns within this offense. So they're guys that I like a heck of a lot better as my number three, my number four wide receivers. Maybe Demarius is a number two, but I, I do think that's a bit of a stretch. I think he's overdrafted if you're picking him up as your number two uh, wide receiver and having any kind of great expectation for him. Uh, late in the season, uh, once Jake Butt actually returns from injury, the rookie from uh, Michigan, this guy was a first-round talent if he had not been injured uh, last season. Uh, it might be uh, interesting to see what he could do as a tight end for some owners, again, late in the year if he's able to come back. Uh, so maybe somebody to watch on the waiver wire. But I'm drafting Thomas, I'm drafting Sanders, and I'm pretty much staying away from the rest of the Broncos uh, when it comes to their offense. Uh, defense, obviously, there's a lot to like. If you are going to draft a defense, they're probably one of the ones that you would go ahead and look to do that with. Um, but you know, that is that is their strong suit. Eight and eight. I don't think they have enough uh, to win that division. I think that's going to come down uh, to Oakland and Kansas City uh, with the new LA Chargers probably bringing up the rear like they usually do. Uh, in the NFC West, we have the Arizona Cardinals, who uh, I think they're, they're really going to bounce back uh, this year. Last year was really a disappointment for them. Uh, looking at the schedule, I see them winning at least 10 games this year. I do think that they win the division. Uh, you know, simply put, I think that their team is in better position than uh, perennial favorite uh, Seattle. At number one, I'm not the biggest Russell Wilson fan in, in, uh, in the world. 
world. Uh, certainly, I like him from a quarterback standpoint. You know, win games. You know, that's you know that's not the question. You know, fantasy world. I don't think that he's you know he's all that. Um, and, and I think there's certainly enough questions in their running game with uh, you know whether or not Eddie Lacy is going to be able to do something now that he's in Seattle that he couldn't do in Green Bay. Whether the other guys like Rawls or Procyus can stay healthy. So I think Seattle has enough challenges. Um, you know, in, in Arizona, I think things set up pretty favorably for them this year um, on the schedule. Uh, they do have, uh, of course, a European game that, that, that they have to go and play uh, overseas this year. Uh, but aside from that, I think scheduling-wise, uh, things look pretty good uh, for the Cardinals. Carson Palmer is uh, obviously probably not a draft-worthy quarterback. Certainly one of the first guys you would look to grab, uh, you know, off of the waiver wire in case of injury. Uh, or if you need a spot starter, I think he will have uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 touchdowns and about 4,000 yards uh, passing this season. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald really has been, um, you know, the ageless wonder that everybody talks about the last few years. I think that those days are definitely, you know, coming to an end. I would look at him only as a wide receiver for and maybe have somebody to rotate in with him. Last year he had the receptions, but barely cracked a thousand yards. Uh, he's still a legitimate scoring threat, so I, I still think you know eight touchdowns, you know, could be in the cards for him. Uh, but there's just not a ton of yardage there, and so that to me is at least some somewhat of a concern. Uh, but certainly he's a guy that you're going to draft, uh, and certainly a guy that you can start again somewhere around wide receiver four. Uh, I think some people will probably look at him as more of a three, and I think if you're drafting him that high, that might be a bit of a stretch. John Brown, you know, the rest of the receiving core. To be honest with you, the, the receiver I like best on this team, and again, I don't think any of their other receivers are draftable. Maybe John Brown, but I think you're really going out on a ledge. Uh, he doesn't have the ability to, to prove it, that he's proven to be able to stay on the field. Um, he's a big play guy, and, and the lack of his big plays certainly had a negative impact on the Cardinals last year, but I don't know how much of that we're going to recapture this season. Uh, I think Chad Williams, realistically, the rookie, is most likely to ascend uh, to that number two spot as the season goes on uh, for the Cardinals. Again, not somebody that I draft, but somebody that I would look to to possibly be a waiver wire pickup as the season goes on. Uh, certainly, he has been compared uh, very favorably uh, to some other uh, wide receivers who were productive from the moment they came in the league, uh, most notably Anquan Bolden, which that is incredibly high praise if you can be compared to Anquan Bolden. Uh, crown jewel of the Arizona Cardinals. This takes no brains whatsoever to make that call. It's David Johnson, uh, probably the number one pick in basically every fantasy draft. He's number one or number two uh, if, if somebody likes Le'Veon Bell better. Uh, but he is he is an all-world, every-down superstar back. Uh, certainly doesn't appear to have any injury issues, uh, you know, coming from that hit that he took at the end of last year where it looks like his knee was going to blow up uh, and every Cardinal fan uh, collectively had their stomachs jump up into their throat. Uh, Johnson looks good to go this year. Now, whether or not he gets this 30 touches a game remains to be seen. Keep in mind, a lot of those are going to be receptions. Uh, you know, so maybe if he's getting 20, uh, I'd say he gets sub-25 carries in on an ideal day, and he's he's getting, you know, five, six receptions to go to look, go along with that because you don't want to completely burn the guy out. Uh, you are going to need him for the playoff run. Uh, they do have, you know, keep some depth at running back. 
uh, with Chris Johnson, so you can you can spell him here and there. Uh, but ultimately, uh, David Johnson is where he's at uh, for the Cardinals. If you have the number one pick, uh, or if he falls to you somehow at number two, uh, you know, thank your lucky stars uh, that you have a great great guy to build your team around. Um, so Cardinals, again, Carson Palmer, guy to look to add anytime you have an injury um, or, or a need a, a quarterback, but probably not somebody you're going to look to start. You can definitely draft Fitzgerald. Uh, definitely look to draft uh, Johnson. And maybe in Dynasty Leagues, uh, you know, Williams is a guy that you look to add as the season goes on if it really looks like he is producing because he looks like he could be the heir apparent to step in, you know, at the number one, at least initially, once Fitz retires, whether that's next season, whether that's two seasons from now, who knows, uh, but Williams uh, looks to be that guy. John Brown, um, you know, is never going to be uh, a number one receiver. So Cardinals, I have winning at least 10 games, winning the division, uh, certainly in a bounce back year. So tomorrow we will continue our coverage. Uh, you know, that may or may not be from the car. I don't know how this angle really works for everybody. Um, I'm trying not to die on this freeway, but as you can see, I'm not spending a lot of time looking at that camera. Not to get distracted driving things. So, hey, you know, Skull King Way, stay safe. Hey, there goes a cop. He's going, he's not pulling me over, though. That's a positive. Uh, anyway, everybody, have a good night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.